Welcome to City Harbor Church and taking next steps in following Jesus. Our city kids are released to their class. And downstairs, it is a little cooler. Thank you. I think this is the hottest Sunday we've had in this space. Uh, we do have plans, uh, making preparations, to hopefully to uh, hopefully to put air conditioning in this uh, space in the future. Um, we in the uh, as summer wraps up, and we we have a youth camp this week and multiple activities. You may want to make sure that you're following us on social media and uh, getting our uh, weekly email newsletter as we have small groups that connect during the week. We want to provide multiple ways that you can uh, find relationships in this church family and build those relationships that they would be stronger, that they would be life-giving. I'm so thankful that this church, we have so many wonderful people and I know that um, a lot of us have uh, been a part of this church for quite a while, but it's possible that maybe you didn't get a chance to go a little bit deeper in a relationship with somebody else. And I know that we could um, maybe be a little bit unsure about how somebody else is thinking about COVID protocols, and that might cause us to pause from maybe wanting to get together socially or extending yourself or maybe being concerned about offending somebody else, I would just encourage you, hey, just, there's no need to be insecure. Reach out, um, ask somebody else if they want to connect. Maybe it's uh, in person, maybe it's outdoors, maybe it's uh, for coffee. Uh, I, I heard that donuts are still a thing and that there's lots of ice cream available in Baltimore City. Uh, so, you know, find a way to uh, hang out with somebody, have fun with somebody, and let those relationships go a little bit deeper. Does that make sense? Does that sound good? Rebecca, I'm going to need some more water. Let's turn to the message today. God loves you. God loves you. God loves you. It's a simple concept, but maybe one that we don't focus on quite enough. Maybe one that we don't give enough time and energy to taste and see. Maybe one we don't give enough time and energy to let it sink in. God loves you. God loves you. That actually can be a difficult concept. To be honest with you, in my own life, I heard lots of Scripture, I heard lots of people talk about their relationship with God, but the idea that God would love me was not so easy to really understand or accept. But it's one that I have found to be true and that has changed my life. God loves you. 
Sometimes we learn about love through actions. Thank you, Rebecca, for bringing me some water. There's cold filtered water downstairs. Sometimes it's, this summer, maybe you've been following along with our, our reading in the Psalms and Proverbs of Pastors Daily. Um, I've been really struck by the psalmist talking about the benefit of meditating on who God is and what God has done. And how life-giving that was. Like, it was so life-giving to them that they were inspired songs, poems. God loves you. Okay, we're going to get to Scripture, right? Eugene Peterson, who pastored in the area, this is his, his uh, version of 1 John chapter 4, verse 16. John writes about love, agape love, love that gives, quite a bit. And, but I think this simple line is really helpful. Talking amongst Jesus' followers, we know it so well. We've embraced it heart and soul. We've embraced it heart and soul. This love that comes from God. Yeah, I don't know about you, but for much of my life, I could not say that. For a wide variety of reasons. We know it so well. We've embraced it heart and soul. This love that comes from God. We're just going to spend a little bit of time on this. And, and don't worry, today I'm going to actually give you a, a whole bunch of scripture that you can meditate on this truth. That as, as we're talking about this this morning, you have something positive that just comes to the surface when I say God loves you. I want you to write that down. Thumb punch those notes into your phone. Or maybe it's something negative that comes to the surface. An objection. A difficulty, a question. I know for me, years ago, the big thing was maybe guilt or shame. How is that possible? Oh God, all that you had to do? Oh Jesus, all you had to go through to love me? Jesus didn't do that so that you would still relate to him out of guilt and shame. So that you would have difficulty, so that you would feel like you need to do something to still earn it. No, that's called merit-based theology and it's wrong and it's not good for you. Jesus did all that. God did all that so that you can receive this love with grace. So something negative is coming to the surface when I say God loves you. I want you to write it down. And we'll talk more about why later. God loves you. 
So here's the New Living version of that translation. We know how much God loves us, and we have put our trust in His love. We rely. We rely completely on God's love for us. God is love. Maybe you've heard that before, but that's kind of weird. God is love. It's an odd thought. And all who live in the love, who, who live, uh, sorry, <laughs> I'll get there. And all who live in love live in God. We got that abide word there that Jesus used, remain in me, stay. All who stay in love stay in God. It's the part of their life. And God lives in them. This reality that God loves you is an essential ingredient, like the chocolate chip and a chocolate chip cookie. It's the essential ingredient in our relationship with God. Agape love. Let's just talk about that, right? Three Greek words you see in the, in the New Testament for love. This is an agape love word in all of the verses that I'm going to give you today. It's sincere, high value on, or high regard for. Sincere. It's not selfish. It's not, hey, I like you for what I can get out of you. It's, it's, it's not fake. It's not fractured, it's not impure, it's not broken, it's not weak. We can, it's really important, I think, for us to name things. Sometimes somebody else has loved us in a way like those other things. That's not God's love for you. And that's not what the word meant when they wrote it in these verses. The agape love word, pure, sincere, high value on, a regard for, faithful, patient, kind, Gracious and selfless. Those are words we get from Scripture to help us understand this word. This is our new dog. We just got a new family dog this week. Jaeger, she's a two-year-old German Shepherd rescue. We love her. She brings joy. My wife loves German Shepherds. And in our time in Baltimore, this is our first German Shepherd here. a lot of people get pets for unconditional love. No matter how my day went, when I come home, that thing loves me. Maybe it's because I smell like food. They think, no, we want to think about that, right? And we don't think, you know what, one thing I like about pets is that I, I've never really thought about a pet like a transactional relationship. I never really thought about a pet that only loved me if I did this, this, and this for them. I mean, maybe they kind of did, but I never think about it that way. Anybody with me? I know, I know, I know. knew we were going to get into the dog and cat thing. Right? So, unconditional love. So, that's kind of one way that helps us separate from where love is mixed up with not-so-healthy things in our human relationships. I know some of you are like, hey, like I came to church, let's get a little more Bible. Okay, we're going to get a little more Bible to help us understand this a little bit better. 
First John 4.16 from the ESV. So we have come to know and believe. I think those words are helpful. It's a good translation of the Greek in there, the original language. John writes, we've come to know and believe the love that God has for us. God is love, and whoever abides in love abides in God, and God abides in him. Know and believe. So to know and believe actually includes your whole person, your whole soul. It it includes learning. It includes your intellect. It includes you engaging your mind. For some of us, when we say love, it's just all, it's mostly emotion. That's just our strength. And, and, and as a person who was described emotional, as a teenager, I kind of felt like it was not a compliment and it was not good and that maybe God didn't want me to be emotional. God created us with emotions. Emotions are not bad. They are good indicators. They shouldn't necessarily be sitting in the driver's seat of your life, but they're not bad. They're good indicators. In fact, I would dare say we could make some really bad decisions without having emotions. So for some of us, we need to engage more in the emotional aspect of feeling God's love. For others of us, we've not really, we don't lean on our brain in our emotional relationships. And we could actually use our brain to learn more about God's love and it would register more deeply. This verse is talking about all of that. Intelligent comprehension of a matter. It's, I, I come to know this thing. I experience it and I perceive it. The Greek words include all of those things. Experiential and intellectual learning. To understand, to become acquainted with, to believe to the extent of complete trust and reliance. This is now engaging some of the other verses about it. To have confidence in, to have faith in. God loves you. God loves you. With what kind of love does God love us? And and here's a verse. I'll go through it relatively quickly. We mentioned last week one of my favorites. And it's helpful, as we've mentioned in years past, because it's written in the all y'all plural. It says, for all Jesus followers. And this is Paul's prayer for them. And it talks about spiritual growth. It talks about spiritual growth in learning perceiving, receiving, understanding, getting more of God's love into every area of us. It's not, and it's distinguishing. Some of us start to get, we get a little grouchy in our spiritual life, and we think that receiving God's love starts to uh, perpetuate selfishness and immaturity. No, this verse argues against that. I pray that from His glorious, unlimited resources... He will empower you with inner strength through His Spirit. Then Christ will make His home in your hearts as you trust in Him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. Your roots, the spiritual roots of you, of who you are, of what you get stability from. Think about a tree. What you... what points you in the right direction, what you get spiritual strength from, what you draw life from. Marie has done some great art on this spiritual lesson. Your roots would grow down into God's love. 
and keep you strong. May you have the power to understand. We need help to understand this. May you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. God's love goes to places that maybe you don't think it does. Is there more? Is there more areas of your life that you need to allow God's love to get to? May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. But remember, like, there's learning words in here. It's like, hey, like, this is so big for you to comprehend fully for now until Jesus returns. But don't give up on the learning. Don't give up on the experiencing. Don't give up on getting down into it. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. What he's saying is, going deeper into God's love for you through Jesus helps us grow up spiritually. God loves you. God loves you. What kind of love is this? Is it true? Well, Jesus thought it was kind of important. What did he say? For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. I like how the New Living gets this verse and the next one. For this is how God, this is Jesus talking. This is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. God sent his son into the world, not to judge the world, but to save the world through him. Just like you see, I can learn about Rebecca's love for me from her actions. We can learn about God's love for us from his actions, from what he has done. I took that concept straight from Psalm 119 this past week. Meditating on what God has done. And sometimes we struggle with the concept that God could love me. Sometimes it's easier to believe that God could love someone else. It's easier for me to believe God could love my wife and kids than it is for God, thinking about God can love me. Especially if I'm more focused on what's negative about me. Hello? We've got to learn to stop the negative self-talk. Allowing negative things that other people have said or your enemy has said to work shame into your relationship with God and inhibit your ability to receive God's love. God doesn't want us to have an inability to receive. doesn't want our receptors to be inhibited, our receptors of his love. Now remember... And we'll talk the next couple Sundays about our response to this. The focus doesn't become us. We're not worshiping us. The focus is on God who is loving us. But God loved the world. And yes, you are in that world. Let's go back to 1 John in chapter 4. Another part of it that you see on the screen. God is love, that agape love word there. God showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only son into the world so that we might have eternal life through him. What we talked about earlier this morning in worship with communion. There's purpose in God's love. God communicates through his love to us, giving us 
a sense of new identity, value, and purpose. It's wrapped up in the good news of Jesus. This is real love. What's love got to do with it? This is real love. Conjure up some songs maybe you think about. Real love. Not that we loved God. The focus isn't on me, right? Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. We get a, resp- we get a responsibility to, we get an opportunity to respond. But you're never going to be the first one who loved God loved you before you were born. (laughs) God loved you before you were born. Here's God revealing himself, describing himself to Moses, saying his name. Moses is like, show me who you are. Show me. Wasn't the Quan. Moses was saying, show me who you are. And when God spoke to reveal the essence of who he was, he described himself and his love with these words. Yahweh, my name, the Lord, the God of compassion and mercy. I'm slow to anger, filled with unfailing love and faithfulness. I lavish unfailing love to a thousand generations. I forgive iniquity, rebellion, and sin. Those three words are the one-time mistake, the repeated mistake, and the lifestyle of mistakes. If we had a religious upbringing or background, this can really be a struggle for us. We get a lot of guilt, shame, and focus on our actions and, and, and a feeling somewhere, even maybe it's subconscious, that we got to earn it. This is hard. Or we, we focus on our duty to God. It's hard for us to also receive the affection. The gooey stuff. I grew up on the West Coast. We're a little better with that than a lot of East Coast culture is in my experience. God loves you. That, with that kind of a love, let's go a little bit further. Here's how Jesus' followers understood, unpacked what this agape love word means. Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable. It keeps no record of being wronged. It's the God kind of love word that's being described here. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful, and endures through every circumstance. So just to help us unpack it, to help us know and believe... I have on the screen some of the words that God used and some of the words that people use to understand, to help them distinguish between the way God loves us and not get it mixed up with negative stuff that comes from humanity. Because maybe you've been in a relationship where someone said, I love you, but what came out of that relationship was them having a need to get you, control you, possess you. That's not 
the way that God loves us, God gives love first. So look, check this out. So what we're learning is that God's love for us is compassionate. That means to suffer with, to get down in the dirt with, to come next to. That's why God sent Jesus. God's love, and over and over what you see in Scripture, Jesus is described as being moved with compassion. God's love for you is compassionate. It's aware of what you're going through. God's love for you is merciful. That, that word includes the idea of not punishing you where you deserve it. Because of Jesus, because His sacrifice, because you accepting that. God's love is faithful. It, faithfulness is, I think of my grandfather Leif, my dad's dad, who's, as a newlywed, his wife Leona was stricken with polio. Not able to walk anymore. And I think about the way that he took care of her. Her whole life. Never had an affair, never stepped out, didn't leave her. Faithful love. Now that's an imperfect person who was changed by Jesus. Faithful. Forgiving. Giving grace that we don't deserve. Forgiving. Through Jesus' sacrifice, allowing it to be washed away. See a forgetfulness. Never thinking about us in terms of our sin again. Bringing us into a pure, right-standing relationship. Patient and kind. So that's a picture of me as a kid. First grade. My dad was a, a pretty serious athlete. And so I think I tried about every sport. As a little kid, I remember finally getting to try Little League Baseball. I know that, that tells you that I'm over 45. Little League Baseball. I remember uh, our team, uh, Portland, Oregon, where I was born and raised, was they had the minor league, one of the minor league teams for the Philadelphia Phillies. And I'll never forget that uniform, putting that uniform on for the first time. It had the Phillies, it was a Phillies hat. It was the whole, the, the exact logo. And one of their uniforms was this kind of burgundy, dark, deep red color. And so it was dark. Um, and had a stripe. And the first time I got like a real leather mitt. I think one of the first weekends we did one of those tournaments where like all the teams play against each other you have more than one game you're playing like four innings as a little kid and I was born with a small bladder remember the excitement of the day remember uh, that the field I grew up on uh, that was in our neighborhood a neighborhood that the tv show cops was in actually quite a bit um it was like four baseball fields in that one area, so there was one, one little, little teeny truck that was like the snack shack, and for some reason the rec center with the pool was always locked. And I remember having to pee after the first game, having to pee real bad. And for whatever reason, I couldn't find, I, you know, I was like, oh, I'm with my team, and you know, my parents were there, and I finally, like, I gotta go, and going to get my dad, and 
Like he's like, what? Like he doesn't understand. He was not the same way. Still is not the same way. And so like it, he's trying to figure out like where do we go? What's the closest? And I didn't make it. I peed my pants. And I remember the shame. We're standing over by the snack truck. I can still feel the emotion. My dad is a person who is changed by Jesus. Who as a young person was not described as faithful, patient, and kind. But who is because of Jesus. He didn't yell at me. He didn't shame me. And thank goodness for those dark colored uniforms. So it wasn't like really obvious to everybody. Like I had to really point it out to him. Graciously, with kindness. Kindness is you show respect for who the other person is. Value of the other person. He got me out of there. Because there was no going to the later game. My dad's love was to this, this me. It's faithful, patient, and kind. And still is to this day. So a good sign of maturity is patience with immaturity. It's God's love. God's love for you. What is it like? What's real? What's true? What is it like? What are we learning today? God's love for you. This may not be new to you at all. You're like, Pastor Benny, you go with these simple messages in the summer. Listen, I, I prayed a lot for you all this past month, and God really redirected my thoughts on last Sunday's message. And I know a lot of us had to miss it for travel. Please go listen to last Sunday's message. It was really important. Uh, Steve's recovering from COVID, so it's still on our, our Facebook page on the videos, the videos of our Facebook page. Please catch last Sunday's message. Last Sunday, today, and the next two Sundays, God really redirected me in what we should be talking about, focused on, and thinking about. There's nothing in your life that you want to change that will change without this as the foundation. Nothing we want to see different in us, in our homes, in our city, in the world. The things we get so ramped up about. And maybe sometimes the anger and frustration can be a good motive to bring about change. People get who you are more than what you say. If you're not about love, they can smell it. If you're not changed by receiving this miraculous love from God, it seeps into your relationships. This matters. God loves you. How does God love you? With a love that is compassionate, merciful, faithful, forgiving, patient, and kind. That is how God is to you today. So what should we do? Let's talk about response and then I want to pass out these scriptures so that you have a chance to look at them. 
Because I want to close in prayer just in the next couple of minutes. Can you go ahead and handle us out? How do we respond to today's message? Receive and respond to God's love for you. When was the last time you had a quiet, undisturbed moment? 60 seconds. A quiet, undisturbed 60 seconds, just you and God, and you said, God, I receive your love for me. I receive your love for me. When was the last time you took it in? We can't respond. We, Christianity is avoided because of people who have interacted with other people who are not responding to God's love. In fact, the most dangerous people that I see in human history and the people who injured me the most in my life were people who called themselves Christian but were not acting or speaking out of love. The Crusades, let's go through history. People who take the name of Jesus but have not received the love of God so that it transforms them and affects every moment and every day. Take a moment to receive and respond to God's love. Now, how do we do this in personal relationship time that allows for interaction? That takes preparation. We're going to talk more about that next week. But what you need more than anything else is relationship time with God. I'm so thankful that Jesus' teaching through the Lord's Prayer communicates truth about what God is like and what a relationship with God can look like. Personal relationship time between you and God that allows for interaction. In this way, we can receive the love of God so that it becomes central to our thoughts and feelings. We'll talk a little bit more about this next week. Is God's love central to my thinking and my feeling? Ephesians 4, we get this idea of Holy Spirit make new my thinking and feeling. Is God's love central to my thinking and feeling? We receive the love of God so that it becomes, God's love becomes central to our thoughts and feelings. Now, how does this happen? How does it work? Make time to think about what God's love is. That's why I put the handout in your hands today so that you can think about what God's love is so that we can separate the things that it is not. Realize that God already loves you. He loved you first. That's in 1 John 4. And receive the love that God is giving you. Sometimes what we subconsciously are doing is taking in guilt and shame because we think God is the angry old white man in heaven with a stick who's just out to punish us because we're so bad. Read those scriptures. Is that what God is saying to you? Now, guilt can be positive in a motivation to confess it is wrong, turn away from it, receive the grace that comes from Jesus. God does want us to change. God doesn't want us to perpetually be making those mistakes. There's, we looked up where is dog in Scripture. You'll see that in Proverbs. Receive the love that God is giving you. Now, here's what I want you to do. Today, I said a couple times, 
write down, when I say God loves you, what is coming to the surface, write that down. Now, if you can meld that, marry that, bring together what you were writing down during the message with what comes to the surface after you do the action steps I just recommended, then bring those two things together and look at them together. If everything that you feel is positive, you just have more fuel for living out of a thank you, out of gratitude. If there's something negative that came to the surface when I was saying God loves you, then after you've done the action steps and you've written down something from those action steps, that's going to be positive, i.e. what's with the handout that's in your hands. Bring it next to, line it up to the negative things that you wrote down. Remember our, our passage from 1 John, to know and believe. That's how we receive, that's how we respond. To know and believe. This is how it gets deeper, becomes more meaningful, Life is complex, and there's no one Sunday when we talk on a big topic like this where I can talk about it with all the nuance that it deserves. Because it's hot in here, nobody wants to sit around that long. Right? But God knows the nuance that you need, the layers of complexity that come up when we talk about these things. And so if you follow the action steps that are recommended, and you bring together the positive truth that comes out of that, with anything negative that has come to the surface, you will start to process with the depth of who God created you to be. Your spiritual being now can engage with your soul, your mind, your decision-making, and your emotions that govern your body. So your whole person now starts to really engage deeper. This is how something that sounds simple and yet difficult, like receive the love of God, carries some depth to it, actually changes me today. Hello? And has some depth and changes me this week. All of a sudden, it's like, yeah, all that mess in my life, the problems, the issues, they don't affect me in the same way. Now, I don't live in a fantasy world. We'll talk about that more in the next couple weeks. But drawing it out, taking the time, writing this stuff down, bringing it together, lining it up, that helps us process it deeper spiritually. Now, share it with someone else. Share it with Rebecca. Share it with me. Share it with somebody you see in this room, somebody you know who's on the road this week. Because you're going to have questions. And there's going to be curiosities. Learning is a part of receiving God's love. And we need help on the journey. God wired us for a relationship. We are better together. We're different from each other as all get out. But we are better together. Receiving God's love can have more depth, more transformational power when we really process it this way. Share it with someone else. God loves you. Allow me to close in prayer today. Oh, Daddy God, we need your help. Jesus, thank you for teaching us prayers that can be helpful. Thank you for asking the Father to send the Holy Spirit who guides us in truth, who helps us with this. 
Lord, I pray for my friends, my spiritual family. Would you please help each of us to receive your love in its purity, in its power for what it really is. Help us receive your love. Let us be changed by it, that it it transforms us in such a way that we can let go of things that are causing us to be heavy. It can heal us from the wounds of the past. It can help us to shut the mouth of negative self-talk, of wounds from other people that have hurt us and, and our enemy's voice. It can bring healing to us of how we view ourselves. How we view you. Lord, let... We say, Lord, we want to be like that piece of clay that you come like the potter to shape and mold because we know that you always do so with love. God, we receive your love today. Let it change us. We ask in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If you didn't get a handout, uh, please make sure that you get one. If you'd like for me to email it to you, I'll do that. When the podcast is posted, it'll be there as well. Thank you so much for being here today. Grace and peace to you. Have a great week.